From talkradio.nyc, welcome to At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and owner of David Thiergartner Interiors, right here in freezing cold but beautiful Manhattan. On tonight's show, the devil's in the details. My guest tonight, that old devil himself, Bob Sherman from the reputable construction company C-Square Contracting. Bob and I will be discussing luxury custom home building and renovation. I'm anxious to talk to Bob about the proper project preparation. Try saying that three times. And what all good contractors have in common. Recognizing in advance the challenges and the difficulties facing the design team and the client. Bob has an innate ability for creative problem solving. I know this firsthand. I know that it's true. And because Bob has years of experience and know-how, I want to discuss the ever-present list of project details, which very quickly becomes thousands of details that define the character of the home. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. You know, people say that the devil's in the details. The devil's in the details. The devil's in the details. And you know what? I tend to think that's true. Now, I'm a big picture guy. I see spaces, rooms, apartments, and houses very much like the broad stroke of a Van Gogh painting or the wind-swept sky of an ocean sunset. My mind's eye can see three-dimensional versions of blueprints or a newly framed house pretty damn well. I can feel the flow of a house like a swallow gliding on a summer breeze. Understanding and comprehending a newly built house or a renovated apartment is what interior designers do. We set the visual agenda. We help to determine the style path moving forward, how we move from the darkness to the light and from one room to the other, how one room relates to another room or how we move down a hallway and what we see along the way, how the kitchen relates to the dining room or maybe to the den and how the house speaks to us and how we listen to what it says. This is the big picture, the big ideas, the sweeping concepts, and that's the starting place, the starting line before the big race, before we get to the big pile of decisions that are sitting there in front of us, just waiting. The details, the thousands of details. They call it the devil for a reason, because the devil's in the detail, because it takes work. It takes strategic thought and know-how. The long list of the all-too-many decisions can be challenging, somewhat exhausting, and most definitely frustrating. But it's in the details where the character of the home gets defined where the personality of the inhabitants shine through. It's in the details that the home emerges to express itself, to define itself. And so we have to ask, what are these all-important architectural design details? Well, you know, they can be as simple as the personalizing and customizing of the home, such as the distance between the sink and the refrigerator, or if you need blackout shades with specialized tracking to keep the light out in your bedroom. It could be as important as the finishes of the plumbing fixtures or the decorative hardware for that matter, or perhaps the glass type on the kitchen cabinet fronts, or maybe 
simply no glass at all. And certainly it can be as difficult as the trim profile and the scale of the crown molding, the casings, the baseboards, the doors, or the panels below the chair rail, or the material and the design of the fireplace panel, or what the windows look like, or for that matter, what the quality or the color of the stone and tile will be for the new bathrooms. And of course, we haven't even thought of whether we should paint, or if we should wallpaper, or if we should panel, or Venetian plaster the walls. So how on earth do we possibly decide? How do we make the decisions between this and that and what that will look like and how does this correspond to that? Certainly, I believe it's all about preparation. Painting a picture of what you want and having a clear vision of what those thoughts and ideas look like, well, that's your design team. And knowing what you like is important, but more importantly, knowing what you don't like is also empowering. And that's on you. That's something you need to know about yourself. And hiring a good contractor who knows how best to put it all together, to put things together is crucial. And that is why I want to talk to Bob Sherman from C Square Contracting about having the best team of architects, interior designers, and of course, a contracting company like C-Square that you can talk to, that you can trust, that is willing to be a part of the team, only improves the final outcome of what truly is the most important personal investment, your home. So yes, designing and creating Developing and making, renovating and building a beautiful home is a dream come true, no question about it. But don't forget the devils in the details. When we come back, my conversation with Bob Sherman from the acclaimed construction firm C-Square Contracting. This is At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, and we'll be back in two minutes. Bit by bit, putting it together. Piece by piece, only way to make a work of art. First of all, you need a good foundation, otherwise it's risky from the start. Takes a little cocktail conversation, but without the proper preparation. Having just a vision's no solution, everything depends on execution. The art of making art is putting it together. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. My guest tonight, Bob Sherman from C-Square Contracting, C-Square Contracting. Bob, 
Welcome to At Home. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Um, I've enjoyed all of our time together, and I was so excited to have you come on to the show. You know, um, we start every show with the same question, which is, what is your definition of beauty? And more specifically, what is beautiful in your home? Now, since you, you, since you sent me that question, yeah. I've been thinking about it. It's been about 24 hours now. Yeah. And um, it takes a little bit of thought. It does. Yep. It does. Um, what, what has always been beautiful to me in design yes. and in construction has been um, simplicity, lack of, actually, a lack of detail. A lack of ornamentation. A and lack detail. of ornamentation. Now, detail is different yeah. than ornamentation. Correct. So let's not confuse that. But right. A lack of or- ornamentation. Yeah. Right. That's much better put. Yeah. Um, I've always liked um, uh, mid mid century modern. Um, my hero is Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay. Um, a lot of people's hero is yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright. He's a. Um, as an aside. I, I, I had the privilege of visiting Falling Water nice. three years ago, and I broke down in tears during the, during the tour, and I was told by our tour guide that many people actually do that. Wow. And it was just, it was extraordinary. The man was a genius, mm-hmm. and the lack of ornamentation is evident in everything he did. Because he was surrounded by immense beauty. Yeah. Right, right. So that, that has always been my basis for design, construction, architectural beauty has been simple lines, simple spaces. And how about your home? Because you have a beautiful home. Well, my home... In in Brooklyn, yeah? Correct, correct. My home um, in Brooklyn would started out to have a lot of ornamentation in it. Um, Once I got done gutting it and rebuilding it, um, it now has very simple lines. There's no crown molding. Um, baseboards and casings are, are square, no no reveals, no details on them. Uh, the doors are all uh, shaker style, flat panel, uh, no no moldings on the doors. Um, and, and, and this is so fascinating for everybody because Bob is a highly accomplished mill worker. So here we have somebody who could create and design and have uh, as much ornament and know how to create that ornament as anybody we've ever had on the show. <laughs> and you've chosen to go the other path. So Correct. can you tell us a little bit about what that decision is based on? Is it because you see it every day? Is it because you're a part of a part of it and that you want it? So we've talked a lot. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. So let me keep my thoughts together. But my house in the country is a white house. And one of the reasons it is that is because it gives me a peace and a solace that my daily work life um, does not, does not or, or my daily work life is full of decisions about color and about ornamentation. And so I is, would you say that you have a similar reason for I that? Would, I, I never thought of it that way, but that's very good. And I, I agree. Um, my daily life is, is based on decisions of of ornamentation molding styles casing styles eighth inch here right. 16th oh. of an inch there right yeah and um at home when i designed There's my a- home and built it it was simple there was no there was no discussion of that this is fantastic and we're, we're starting off uh totally off uh, <laughs> script here but that's okay um i i um I wanted to comment a little bit about our, our 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 brief little interruption about ornamentation and detailing, and I think you and I both know that contemporary homes are homes that are without a lot of ornamentation are much more difficult to build and to create yes. than the ones that do have the traditional moldings and the casings Correct. and the doors. Correct. So that's an, you know, just so everybody's on our page right. with us, that's an interesting challenge for us. When we when you go so simple, the exactitude is almost, uh, it's, it's so difficult, right? It's so hard. Right, and that actually goes right to what you just said about the difference between ornamentation and detailing. 
simple, non-ornamentational structures, the detailing is excruciating. It's excruciating. <laughs> Correct. It is. Right. It's excruciating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. I think we could have a whole <laughs> show about that. And here we start just that way. You know, I wanted to say just to start off on on the on the right uh, foot. Um, can you can you tell us uh, why? Because it was a little bit in the opening. Why a accomplished, uh, trustworthy contracting firm is so necessary to not only the design process, but to the whole project as a whole. You know, because I think what happens is a lot of, one of the kickbacks that I get is that there's this trust for contract, dis, distrust for contractors, right? And it's like, David, how do I protect myself from this? And, and you know, how long have you worked for this guy? And da 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 and we hear it all the time, and it's in almost any article you read about uh, purchasing a new home or building a new home is, this is what you need to the contractor. You guys are the antithesis of that. You guys are outstanding on all levels. And so why, can you tell us why you think, what the difference is and how important it is to the success of the project? Well, number one, this is something that you and I have talked about a number of times. Working in Manhattan working in New York City is very different than working anywhere else. Um, you have magnificent properties up in Westchester, in New Jersey, that require good contractors, but doing a job in Manhattan is very, very different. Um, we, have, we, are, we are constrained by buildings, um, management, building management yep. type, deadlines, um, ridiculous work hours. Time frame is horrific. Right, it's just crazy. We basically get a half a day <laughs> right. um, that if you were in the suburbs, you would have a full day. Correct, right? correct. And, yeah. and, um, and the clients, um, we're very lucky at C-squared, is that our clients come to us by reputation. Um one client will tell a new client, C-squared, you don't have to worry about C-squared. There's never a discussion about trust, about honesty, about getting the job done on time. Um, there's been many times we've told the client, we cannot do it in that time frame. Right. It just can't be done. Right. Um, somebody may tell you they can do it. They can't. And um, honesty, up honesty up front is very, very important. And... Um, the people that I work for are—that's um, their main point. They're honest as a day is long. They tell people exactly what, how it's going to be. Um, sometimes the client doesn't like that, but that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to again the preparation of the project, right? So much has to happen. I'm sure with all things, all good things are prepared well. No question about it. It could be a legal case in front of the the court it can be what we do but we spend a tremendous amount of time making sure that not only is the scope of work accurate and reflecting the conditions of what we have found the apartment the existing apartment or the existing house to be but we're also dealing with budgetary uh, constraints and or just or just defining the budget and understanding how much the project costs all that has to be up front Correct. And what you're saying is that a good contracting firm well, and a good interior designer to be perfectly honest i think uh, states all of those uh, numbers and all of those facts and all of those schedules and all of that information up front before the shovels in the ground or before a wall has been torn apart very true, and, and a lot of that is dependent upon having a proper set of plans. And um, we have sometimes spent months waiting for to get plans revised and until there's a final sign-off, approved plans. We know exactly what's being built, exactly what hardware is being used, what bathroom fixtures are being used, what tile is being used. We know exactly how to budget at that point, and we know exactly how to order things 
and get the timeline straight and get things moving in the right direction. That's so true because, again, it goes back to preparation because when you know all of that, you can foresee any of the problems or the challenges that come with it, right? You can, uh, you know, um, if you know, uh, I'm going to think real quick off the, what the tile in the kitchen is going to be and how that's going to lay out properly so that the tile flows correctly into the corner and into the return, then that wall can be adjusted accordingly so that the tile looks good in the condition that it was meant to be, right? And that all, if you don't know that until after the wall is built, then you get a sub condition that you just don't like where the tile gets cut off at, you know, a half an inch instead of the full value of what it was supposed to be. Things like that. That's where the preparation, I think, is so important. Well, that that's true. Also, uh, we have to know upfront lead times for many, many materials. Oh, that's so true, yeah. Right, that really impacts a lot upon the, the, the end of the project. If uh, somebody wants a tile or a piece of hardware that's going to take six months to get, yeah. uh, we have to know that up front. I have to know that at the beginning of the job. All that stuff has to be ordered and, and figured into the timeline. I mean, and to continue with this concept of preparation um, and how that affects the detail... We haven't talked a little, we have not yet talked about just the pricing, how crucial that is. In other words, we spend a tremendous amount of time trying to identify all the details so that the pricing is correct, right? Now, all budgets go a little astray, right? They can either be under budget, which doesn't happen as often as when they go over budget, but still, we can start with true facts and true numbers if we know what the details are going to be in the beginning. True. Um, luckily, in my position at C-squared, I don't have to get involved with money very often. I tell, I right, tell, you're not on that, right. that side of it. Yeah. I, I, tell, I tell my clients I spend their money. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the bottom line is. And... Um, it's, it's always worked out fine for me. Yeah, that's right. a, that's a nice. Let my bosses worry about the money. Right. right, money is always a difficult thing to talk about. I'm thinking about a project that we recently did that I wanted to. Um, you were so helpful in. I wanted to expand uh, the footprint of the master bath, and um, there's a couple conditions in New York that we had to find out about that and make that possible. One was that we were taking closets from one room and we were taking closets from the adjoining room to expand the master bath. And though that doesn't seem so difficult for a lot of people in the country or outside of the city, we have restrictions about what is called wet over dry. Mm -hmm. In other words, we can't have a wet space on the 12th floor and a dry space on the 11th floor. Correct. So we had to deal with those conditions. And then what I think you and I discovered together was that there were risers happening in places where uh, we wanted to, you know, make our design, whether Correct. we were going to put the toilet there or put the shower there. So all of that sort of stuff, that took a long time, not only for us to figure it out, but uh, and the architect and everybody involved, we worked really hard at expanding that bathroom. But that then we had to get approval from the building and we had to get approval from the DOB and all of that. So I don't even know what it, it might have been two months, three months to get the DOB approval for the bathroom. Um, and so you're preparing constantly so that the project uh, continues uh, to move ahead, to move ahead. Right. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I think is just so valuable when you have a really good contracting team with you to work through some of those challenges. Well, again, you know, when you work in Manhattan, uh, you learn quickly, if you're, if you're good, um, about these challenges and how to deal with them. You're almost ready to find a challenge. You're almost ready to find a problem, right? Always. Yeah. Always ready. So it's an unknown. We call them unknowns. Right. Right. And it's almost in our contracts that we're not, you know... There might be an unknown, right? Um, are there other unknowns that uh, you've run into that you can um, explain to the audience? Anything that you can think of? Most of them are problems with risers and risers existing show up. steam pipes and um, hot and cold water service lines. You so didn't know. just real quick, a riser is a building 
uh, plumbing apparatus that that goes through all of the floors. So you can't move a riser. In other words, you're affecting your downstairs neighbor and your upstairs neighbor and literally everybody in the building. Those are risers and they usually are hot water or hot and cold cold water water most of the time. Venting, drains, vents. Correct. And those things. So you can't move them. You can't move them. Ninety-nine percent of the time, we know where the risers are. We know what the issues are. Uh, the buildings usually have very good layouts and drawings of that. But every once in a while, you end up with a situation where you open up a wall and you go, "Oh, look at that! There's a riser there." I just had it on right. Madison Avenue on the the the, the penthouse floor. That uh, all of a sudden, a riser showed up in the middle of the kitchen, and. Uh, the downstairs didn't have it. It wasn't throughout the part, the whole building. But what happened was at the floor, it came across the floor and went up the kitchen. And we didn't know it until we had done the demo. And it was like, oh. Well, that happens a lot with penthouses. Yeah, penthouses are different right. that way. Yeah. Right. So, so fascinating. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about trust and client relationships and stuff. Trust is key. And, um, can you explain how a good contractor proves to their client that they are trustworthy? What are some of those what are some of those defining elements of being a good trustworthy uh, contractor, do you think? Well, I think um, holding the the timeline properly, um, staying within budget. Yeah. It's all communication. Communication is key. Yeah. Um, the clients... Um, Sticking to schedule and showing up on time. Oh, yes. Well... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. But, yeah. I mean, we say... You and I say that because that's a part of how we work. Right. But I think for a lot of people... I mean, I think if your contractor is coming at 10, 15 every day, I think that's a, that shows a little bit of uh, lack of trust, perhaps. True, except I don't. I, I think with this goes back to what we said originally. Working in Manhattan, or the type of the type of jobs that we get involved with, those contractors aren't showing up at ten fifteen. Right. Uh, we you can't. Right. Yeah. You can't. It, it just, You'll never get anything done. They'd be out of business <laughs> in six months. Yeah. Um, you know, we work for a. We build beautiful residences in extraordinary buildings, and um, we have to. We have to be on time, on budget, accomplishing a daily, accomplishing a daily, right? Yeah. And and we and we we do it, and we're not the only contractors that do it. No. Many contractors do it. No, but it's right. important. It's right. really important. It's very and important. It's where the trust comes in. Before we go to break, I just I just want to know what do you what do you expect from your clients? Feedback, quick response. Uh, whenever there's an issue, um, we need response. We need we, we need to know how to just how to fix a problem. Right. If it's if it's something that we have to go back to the client, um, and we usually get that. Usually get that. You know, I think that is so important, and you know, we like to make sure that our audience understands all the ins and outs of it. But there's always this sense that the 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 contractor, the interior designer, the architect is responsible for so many things, and they are. No question about it. that's why they're hired. But the client has a responsibility too. Sure. And that's quick feedback. That's quick decision making. Correct. That's participating in the process. And so that it can go forward and we can stick to the schedules Correct. and the budget as well as we possibly can. Um, okay. So when we come back, Bob and I will get into the devilish details of. Um, Custom home building and custom renovations. You're listening to At Home on talkradio.nyc. It's that old devil moon that you stole from the skies. It's that old devil moon. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We're talking to Bob Sherman from C Square Contracting. I want you to take a look at C Square Contracting's beautiful projects. They have great photos and a wonderful website. Look at csquarecontracting.com. And then, uh, so we can answer your questions after the show or at the last segment, please send your questions to David at davidthurgartnerinteriors.com and put in the subject line at home, and we'll get those. Um, in the next segment, um, I want to get kind of into the the trickiness of details and what that really means and how important they are. We were talking a little bit about tile and kitchen tile. I think that came to me because one of the other things that we were trying to do in a kitchen was to make sure that the layout happened correctly. And uh, we had a riser that we boxed out because you don't want to see a pole you know, in the middle of your kitchen. And, um, and so just in that we boxed out and we had to build out that box so that the tile laid correctly. I was doing a zipper corner, which is one of my favorite things, which is, you know, the West tile comes into the North tile and the West tile and the North tile, and it kind of goes up and down that way. And, um, we were an eighth of an inch off. And so we tried to fill it, of course, with plaster and stuff like that. But that was something that you and I, you know, spent that morning working out and making sure that it would lay out correctly. It was in the middle of the kitchen, so it was an important detail. Um, so I, I just I just think that kind of thing is such an important thing when people are hiring their design team, hiring their contractors, their interior designers, their architects, that everybody works well together. We talked about that a little earlier before we came on air. Um, can you just tell us a little bit of what those relationships mean to you as a contractor, um, how creative they have been, um, how excited you have been, and any other stories that you might want to share along those lines? Sure. Um, we've been very lucky. We work with um, architects, a great group of architects. Um, almost all of them are always open to our feedback um, instead of doing it this way, let's do it this way, and this is why we want to do it that way. Um, uh, same with interior designers. Almost almost all of the interior designers um, have, have been open to that. Um, it's harder sometimes with in, doing construction with the architecture part is sometimes easier to deal with than doing it with the interior design part because that is something that's happening after the construction is done. Secondary. Secondary. Yeah. Um, but very often, like the, what you just mentioned about that riser in the kitchen, we were able to adjust that riser after the fact so the tile laid out exactly the way you wanted it to, to lay out. Um, and there's thousands of examples like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Have you ever been stumped by... 
<laughs> you know, so, you know, we dream big, we have big ideas. Is there anything that an interior designer or an architect has sort of come and said, hey, guys, this is what I really want to do? Have you, you know, and ha- not stumped so much, but, you know, how to take a pause to really f- work on it and figure it out? Uh, I, I would actually have to say no. Okay. Not because we're so good at what we do, but because the pre-planning of the job okay. is so important Fantastic. that if we find something on a drawing that stumps us at that point, before we've ever knocked a wall down, before you started, we sit down with the architect and say, let's figure this out now. So a lot of that stuff gets, for our type of project, a lot of that stuff gets figured out before we actually enter the ballpark. Yeah. We've, you so worked through it. We worked through it. Yeah. And 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 that again, that's a wonderful preparation. Are there are there challenges that you have had or difficulties that you've had that you've then been able to take to the next project and make them what? All the more successful? Or or or, or no two projects alike? No, there are projects that are alike, but um I, I, I'm, I don't want to say this to like pat myself on the back, but you can. <laughs> but no, there really hasn't been any any major design setback that made us sit and think how are we going to accomplish this, and then be able to take that learning to the next project. Things just get figured out and get done, and. Um, and go from there. And go from there. Yeah, I, I would think that's true. I would think a uh, consistent challenge for me um, when I've been able to do the reflective ceiling plan um, is that you, you have a tremendous amount of obstacles with mechanicals, um, with ceiling heights. New York, we have a tremendous amount of what we call soffits, which are just, you know, beams that come from nowhere and aren't symmetrical or aren't a part of anything they're just there um, and making that work and that's always been something what that has taught me I guess maybe you too is that I have to doubly prepare for what the existing conditions in the apartment are what the mechanicals are going to lay out to be because we all want the recessed light to be in the center of the hallway. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, that takes a lot of work to make sure that that happens consistently down a long hallway. Well, that's very true. And, and actually, uh, that brings up a good point. One of the big issues that we always run into on jobs in New York City is how do we hide all of the central air conditioning yeah. units in the ceiling and provide access to those units down the road when service has to happen, when the designer or the architect wants to have that recessed light right where I need to put an access panel so I can change a filter six months down the road. Right, because it's not just the return and the supply right. that everybody sees coming out of the wall. Right. The, it's all the mechanicals. The mechanicals that are a part of it are all up in the ceiling somewhere. Correct. So, you know, the next time, if you're in New York, uh, if you're lucky enough uh, to be a part of uh, our wonderful city, you'll notice that a lot of the New York hallways are lower ceilings because we carry a lot of the breadth of the mechanicals throughout the hallways as access points. Correct. And then you get into the living room, of course, or you get into the dining room or the master bedroom, and we bring those ceilings back up again if we can. Um, because we have to have some way to handle the amount of uh, lighting and mechanicals right. and air conditioning and heating that has to happen. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a trick. It is a challenge. It's, it's, that is a, that's one of the biggest challenges. It's a it's a it's a trick. Um, when you run into a problem, like when you run into an unknown. Uh, sort of like my big uh, riser problem in the middle of uh, the kitchen on Madison Avenue. So how, what is the best approach in dealing with that with the client? You know, like, you know, because there's going to be cost involved. There's going to be a time delay with that. Um, Can you just speak to a little bit of, you know, we've run into a problem and... Well, again, it's 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 being honest and being upfront with, with everything, every aspect 
a problem and and a uh, and I don't know what the what is the opposite of a problem a um, a solution a solution are the same or basically the same thing. When I go to the client and say we solved that problem, it's all taken care of, they're happy. If I say there's a problem and it's going to cost X amount of dollars to solve the problem because we have to do this, that, and the other thing, it's just a matter of being honest and being upfront. And I think you're bringing up a really important point too that you know there's this notion that we want renovation uh, to be done fast. Uh, we certainly most people react to the cost. Right. So I don't want to say cheap, but as inexpensive possibly as it can be. And let's face it, you know, in the renovation game, fast and cheap add up to one thing. And that's not a good finished product. Right. So when you're in a situation like that, one of the distressing parts of it is that the budget now has been altered. The time frame has been altered. Right. Because we're into a new condition. And some of that takes time. To work through to figure out correct right if it's if it's a kitchen in madison avenue i got to figure out am i putting an, an island now in here and how, you know what do i do so my original kitchen plan is for not so it's going to take me a little bit of time to redesign that kitchen and i've always i mean in my case the client understood but i think a lot of people are always in our society today we're always trying to go as fast as we can we're always wondering what's taking so long. We're always wishing it could go better, right? And, con and construction doesn't always allow for that to happen all the time. Well, especially the kind of jobs that, that you and I work on, it doesn't happen. And um, well, so if you have to figure out what am I doing with the island, I have to figure out not only what are we doing with David's new island, I have to figure out how long is it going to take to get that built, how much yeah. more is it going to cost, cost. to get that yeah. built. And we have that whole process Correct. to go through. We have a couple minutes left, and so I always ask about a couple takeaways, and I want to ask you two specific takeaways. Is there a design detail that you've just fallen in love with that you you love and that you would have used if you didn't have a minimalist house in your own personal life? But it was there something that you found that you just were intrigued by and thought was great? And if not then what would be your takeaway for our listeners as far as starting a new construction project? Ooh, that's a tough one. Those David. are two tough Those ones. Those are tough ones. Um, honestly speaking, the detail that I have fallen in love with okay. has been no detail, but um, a reveal, rather than using casing around doors and windows okay. to use a half inch by half inch reveal which comes down the sides of the door the window meets up with the baseboard and the reveal then follows through i love that too and let's just explain that to everybody who doesn't know it's basically a shadow line correct right and so yes very good that's an excellent one that is okay. a beautiful contemporary detail no question about it and um and then just any sort of patience or any kind of bigger thought about starting a project and what with all of your experience and all of your knowledge what would you say to a new homeowner getting ready to renovate or to build a new house what would be your takeaway what would i say to a new homeowner about renovating right yeah. be patient be patient be patient it's worth it though it is worth it be patient um you have a good hopefully they have a good architect and a good interior designer, designer. Um, Take a breath. If they're dealing with C squared, they got a good contractor. So and uh, be patient. Yeah. It'll happen. I it think will that's happen. Really great advice. And Bob, do you believe it? Uh, it seems if we are at the end of our conversation, just when we are getting started, I think we could have talked <laughs> all night. And um, I so appreciate you being here. But stick with me, right? And we look like we're getting a whole bunch of questions. So help me answer some of these questions when we come back. Okay. Okay. This is At Home. And Bob and I will be back in two minutes. He builds a house with his hands. 30 years go by, it stands. It stands where nothing stood A house of stone The mason sleeps real good 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Bob, this is the fun part because we get to take some questions from our listeners. So I always like it. It can be difficult at times. This is from Tamara RT. Uh, I heard in your opening that you mentioned blackout shades. I love when people are listening. Uh, with a specialized tracking systems. I need to know all about that. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, good question. Um and it is a good question about the show, about detailing, because that is something that we need to know. And two things right off the top of my head that uh, Bob and I can tell you is that one, um, in the ceiling above shade the pocket. window, we create uh, what I call a well box. A sh- shade pocket. A shade pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're hiding the shade inside the ceiling, right? So that all has to be prepared in advance. Right. It all has to be figured out before we start. Right. And then the tracking that I discussed was if you want total blackout. And let me tell you, in New York, we have some people who are very sensitive to one leak or pinhole of light. And what happens with the tracking, it gets embedded into the wall and the shade goes down that track or down that channel and it sits in that. So there is absolutely no uh, sunlight coming into the room at all. And it does, it, it's difficult. It, uh, it, it can be challenging and it has to be exactly right. And it has to be known well in advance. Those are just for the vampires that we deal Those with. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very, can you add to any of that, Bob? Did I nail all of that? No, you, did, you nailed it. The shade pocket. There have been very, um, a number of times when we've been asked after the fact. Yeah, can it's we very know? difficult. It's very hard to go back and create that pocket. You have to take electricity there. Um it, it, it has to be thought out beforehand. Yeah, and that's making me think that certain things you have to, before you start a project, that are, are really important. One is lighting, a concept of lighting, and not just everyday lighting, kitchen lighting, but, you know, if you have art, where the art is going to go, all that has to be absolutely pre-planned. But the other thing is, is privacy. You know, where are you? What street are you on? How close is your neighbor? I mean, even the most luxurious buildings in Manhattan can be 10, 15 feet away from, you know, their neighbor on the other side. So how we deal with privacy, uh, how we deal with light is things that have to be prepared in advance. Correct. Yeah. So just to finish that question, I think any good shade company in your town, in your neighborhood, wherever you are, would be able to help you, uh, I think, accomplish that goal. So good luck with that. And don't sleep in too late. Don't be late to work. This is from Frank T. What is okay? Well, so we get this a lot, too. What is the best way to find a reputable contractor or for that matter, an interior designer? Honestly, we can't have that question enough. Uh, I think it's to be reiterated over and over again. We hit upon it, Bob, 
you said um word of mouth referrals referrals um from a from a happy client correct correct that's really the best way and i think it goes beyond that i think i mean it goes beyond the success of the project from the look of it the final ultimate uh design and accomplishment of of how it came about but also what we were talking about earlier that the crew was polite and respectful they were on time they did their job with diligence right all of that stuff makes for an outstanding referral uh correct from somebody and if you're getting a referral like c squared or like me you know that's a point of pride for us you know that's the that's the I don't know. That's the top banana of the whole thing. That's what makes it all worthwhile. It all makes it worthwhile. So um, we love our work, so we're always going to do the best work that we possibly can. But uh, we have families and we have mortgages, so, you know, we need the referral too. And uh, so we strive for that as well, right? Correct. That's it. Yeah. So talk to your friends. Um, I think this is where, this is me going on, but this is where I think the internet doesn't serve us well. Right, all of these kind of things. Oh, look up a contractor on our website or this website. No, no, no. Talk to people. Have a conversation. Right. Take them for coffee. Go visit their house. See what work was accomplished. Right. See what they had. Ask them what problem. Oh, it looks beautiful. What problems did you have? Right. Right. And get into it and really figure it out, and then go back and interview. Can we show all of our new clients old work. Yeah. They all come, we, we walk them through old jobs. And so doing that, you now have such an incredible relationship with your past clients that they're willing to allow you to bring strangers into their home. Correct. I don't know if anything else means more than that. Right. Right? Correct. That's incredible. Yep. Right. So that says a lot. This is from Chris here in New York City. He says, oh, I wish I would have heard this show before starting the renovation of my apartment. Sorry, Chris. Let me finish your question. Can you tell me, oh, can you tell me or explain to me who's in charge of the scheduling, the managing of time, when the plumber or the electrician is supposed to be on site? Who's in charge of all that? You answer that question. Um, the, the project manager is in charge of that. Um, he handles all that scheduling, and, and it's very, very important. Um, I I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, so that that's something that I think the overlay of what this gentleman is referring to is that it is tricky, right? I mean, there's a there's a sequence to definitely when uh, the sub trades come on to the job site, and that needs to be thought out a week in advance. It needs to be adjusted a couple of days in advance. Uh, it also speaks to the quality of the contractor because when he needs electricians there then the good contractors get the electricians there. Correct. The good contractors get the plumbers there. The good contractors make the subcontractors do what they need to do. Um, Did we answer the question, though? Because uh, who's in charge? Well, you said it, project manager. But yes, if you're having challenges with that, which it sounds like you might be, uh, I'd have a sit down with the general contractor and review it with him. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is from Bobby J., Hey, David, I'm an interior designer, and I love your show. Thank you so much. Um, Just in case any of your listeners think that having a design team and a good qualified contractor is expensive, tell them if you think hiring a professional is expensive, wait until you hire an amateur. (laughs) Right. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby, for that. I mean, that's one of those memes that, or whatever they call those, memes, memes, memes memes that you know on social media and stuff like that but you're right it's true yep right um i couldn't agree with you more yeah i don't yeah yeah i mean i was an amateur at one time thanks i don't know anyway yes thank you bobby um okay harold h uh punchless what's a punchless what's a punchless all about and can you explain to me what it means isn't that a long list of details a punch list is um, is one of my specialties, actually. Um, at the end of the job, there's always a myriad of items that have not been accomplished, have not been finished. Um, a missing doorknob, a a piece of molding that was not put in place, uh, some paint touch-ups that have to be done, floor refinishing where the where the somebody scratched the piano, bringing the piano in. 
punch list is a list that I get from uh, my 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 bosses at the end of the job, and I go in with a crew of two or three guys, and we go through item by item. Sometimes it takes us a week. Sometimes it takes us a month. Um, I mean, that list can be long depending yeah. on the size of the of the job of the job right. or the project per right. se. And it is. It's all of those little things. Like, for instance, the painting might be the easiest thing to explain. When we're at the very end of the job, maybe even before the client moves in or or just after, you know, we have some big like lights that were, you know, we're going down the hallway and looking above the door casings to make sure that you know, the casing above um, the door was painted completely. That's what's on the punch list. Because, right. you know, it's easy Correct. if you get interrupted, if if somebody like Bob pulls the painter away for a reason, then uh, you don't go back. So we're looking constantly to make sure that the house is finished to its utmost and completely done Correct. before the client moves in, Correct. right? Bob, I got to thank you again. It was an absolute wonderful time with you. Thank you. Say hi to everybody for me at C-Square. And, um, and I want to thank everybody here at talkradio.nyc, Schoolhouse Number 6 Productions. I couldn't do it without you, and I wouldn't want to try. Ben Keegan for my music. And remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at home with DTI. Also, take a look at my website, DavidThiergartnerInteriors.com. Join me next week as we talk to Gail Hoffman from the Luxurious Bedding and Linen Company from France, Yves Delorum. Uh, I think Gail is going to bring some presents with her from uh, Paris yeah. that we're going to give away to some of our listeners. So join us for that. And stay tuned for the Noreen Sumter Show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way. And until next week, on the radio, remember the best designs for your life start at home. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.